Many times we need to keep our health in check, but don't know what questions to ask or where to begin. We walk in blindly to our health care provider and walk out none the wiser and maybe even more confused than before. Can you take charge of your health and arm yourself with the questions and preparedness you need? The answer is yes. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. This program will answer your questions and give you the best practices for facing your medical partner in good health. Now, here's Dr. Susan Downs. Hi, welcome to Occupy Health. This is Dr. Susan. Here we want to learn about health so we can be proactive and be healthier and healthier so we don't have to rely on various clinicians or physicians or whatever. We want to take steps so we move along the path toward optimal wellness. Today we're going to learn about proteins. I read a fascinating book and it was written by Dr. David Minkoff. So he's here to tell us about his work. Dr. David Minkoff is a board-certified pediatrician, and he served as the co-director of the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit at the Palomar Medical Center in San Diego, California. With his wife, Sue, he co-founded LifeWorks Wellness Center in 1997, and in 2000, he co-founded Body Health, a nutrition company that offers a unique range of dietary supplements to the public and medical practitioners. Having completed... 43 full Ironman triathlons and qualifying for the Kona World Championship eight times. He's passionate about fitness and continues to train and race with his goal to quality once again for Kona. He and his wife live in Clearwater, Florida. I've also met some of his patients who rave about him. They uh, like his care. So welcome, Dr. Minkoff. Thank you, Dr. Susan. Okay, so, I mean, you wrote a book on proteins. Unfortunately, I don't have it by my side, but I found it very interesting. So how did you get interested in that area? I had, I was, uh, I do a lot of athletic training, and I pulled my hamstring, and I just couldn't get it to heal solidly, and every time I would try to push it a little bit, it would start to hurt, and as being in the medical field, I had access to all kinds of things. I chiropractored it and injected it and massaged it and electrostimulated it. I mean, I did it everything virtually that's possible to do to try to rehab the the muscle, and it just wasn't stable. And um, I started experimenting with mixtures of essential amino acids. Uh, now, amino acids are the building bo- blocks of protein. They, uh, there's about 22 of them in nature that if you eat a piece of meat or a fish or eggs, those things make up those proteins. So amino acids are like kind of an alphabet. And a protein is a very complex, long uh, number of amino acids. And if you eat food in order to get the amino acids in your body, so let's say you have a steak or an egg, the body has to break them down into individual amino acids. They get absorbed, and then the amino acids go back in your body as amino acids, and then your cells reassemble them depending on what protein they want to make. So I was I was trying to get the muscle to heal, and it wouldn't heal, and I started to experiment with what are called essential amino acids, and those are the eight amino acids that make up every protein. They may have the other 14 in there, but the eight are always in there. And what I found is after taking a certain mixture um, over about six weeks that the muscle actually healed. And I could go to the track, I could run hard, and uh, a few months later I went and did my, I did an Ironman up in in um, British Columbia, and I got the best time that I'd ever had. And I was excited about it because I thought, of all people, I didn't think that I could be, that that I was nutritionally deficient. Um, I'm in a medical practice, and I'm, I'm working with nutrition all the time, and yet I must have been deficient in essential amino acids. So uh, I started to do lab work on people, to see if others were deficient in essential amino acids, 
and then started giving him this mixture that I found. Uh, and I found that it was true for many, many people that they are essential amino acid deficient and that if you replace them, their health improves. So that's how I originally got started with it. So like proteins, like uh, as your book mentioned, are in everything. I mean, are there in receptors, enzymes, muscles, uh, etc.? So it affects all of these things. So we just take it by mouth and then it goes to where it's supposed to go? Yeah, I mean, there's a re- like you like you said, the the structure of the body, plus neurotransmitters, bone, uh, enzyme systems are all made out of amino acids. So there's there's 22 amino acids. There's eight essential ones that you have to have, and there's probably a couple hundred thousand different proteins actually in the body. So the body's continually trying to repair and replace. Uh, these amino acids, because they can get damaged by high exercise or by chemical injury, heavy metals. And so cells have to remake them all the time. And unless you have a good supply coming in and your blood levels of amino acids remain in a good range, there may be a deficiency. So if a, you know, uh, a, a cell needs a certain number of amino acids and your body doesn't have them available because there's no real storage depot for amino acids. You know, like fat, there's a storage depot. And for carbohydrates, glycogen, there's a storage depot. But for amino acids, there's no storage depot. So if you're light in them, if you're not getting enough, um, then if the protein needs to be made and those essential amino acids kind of fit in that template to make the protein, if you don't have them, then that protein doesn't get made. So someone, say, works out, and for five days they're still sore. What that means is they didn't repair the micro tears and the injuries of what occurred when they worked out. And so if they had enough essential amino acids, the repair would, would happen quickly, and, um, and then the person's soreness would go away. So it's, it's, it's a very common problem, the... You know, there's the number of people who have problems with digestion of amino acids or of proteins is very high. You know, if someone's taking an anti, uh, um, a, a drug to block stomach acid, then they're not going to digest protein. So, you know, there's 25 million prescriptions a month written for Nexium and Zantac and these drugs. But they're also available over the counter. So, you know, millions and millions of people take these things. If you take these drugs, you will not digest your protein properly because they block it. So most of the people we see, if we measure their blood levels of amino acids, their fasted blood levels, almost everybody has major deficiencies. And if we then give them supplementation of the amino acids, they go up. And people heal, and then their body works better, and a lot of times their chronic problems actually improve. You know, their hair starts to grow, and their nails get thicker, and their mood is better, because these are all related to amino acids. So yeah, like that, that's the idea. A, I'd like to add a word about taking the antacids. I mean, we need the stomach acid to digest these proteins, because undigested proteins can find their way into the blood system. We get antibodies against them, and we're on the pathway toward an autoimmune disease, inflammation, and any chronic disease you're susceptible to. But also we need the stomach acid because it will give a signal to the pancreas to uh, secrete the necessary enzymes that it secretes, and the gallbladder does its thing with the bile, and also it helps close the upper flap, which might help with gastrointestinal, you know, gastro reflux. So, uh, taking these antacids, I think, uh, is not necessarily the best thing for everybody. But anyway, what are the symptoms of protein malnourishment? Well, it can be anything from hair falling out to brittle nails to um, low energy. Thyroid hormone is based on an amino acid. It might be depression or anxiety or trouble sleeping or trouble with memory because all these things depend on amino acids. 
You know, it might be painful periods. It might, you know, it. The list is like endless of symptom could go back to a lack of an enzyme or protein, which is needed so that the body doesn't have this problem. So, um, I mean, virtually most of the, I, I'm seeing sort of a mixture of two kinds of patients. Half of them are are very chronically ill. They have cancer or Lyme disease or chronic fatigue or Parkinson's or various kinds of dementia or MS. You know, they're, they're all of them, 100% of them, are amino acid deficient. And then I'm seeing some people who are very high-end athletes. You know, they're, they're potential Olympians or they're pro. And we see amino acid deficiencies in them, too, because when we supplement them, they call me back and say, wow, like I'm better, you know, like I feel better, my energy's better, my strength is better. So in today's world with the poor food quality and the, um, and the number of drugs that people, you know, that, that, that were sort of inundated with from environmental toxins uh, and the number of people that have a, actually a good gut, you know, most people have bad bacteria and yeast overgrowth and they, you know, they just, and, and low digestive enzymes, the, the enzymes that you need to digest protein that come from your pancreas. If you're, if you're amino acid deficient, your level of pancreatic enzymes will be low. And this is something that we measure routinely in people. We found, you know, we can measure the level of, of it's called chymotrypsin. It's a protein digesting enzyme in the pancreas. We can measure the levels in the body, and virtually everybody, um, you know, unless they're young and healthy, has low levels, and they're not going to digest their protein. So they may be eating enough quality protein, but their amino acid levels can be low. All vegetarians have low amino acids. All vegans, you know, unless they're supplementing with Perfect Amino, this product that we that we manufacture that has the eight essential amino acids, they're all low. And so um, it's very difficult on those diets to get enough essential amino acids because the plant proteins are low in some of them. Um, and so we get these people to supplement if they want to stay on that kind of a diet. I'm kind of thinking that most functional medicine practitioners would do an organic acid test when you walk in the door to see what enzymes are blocked. Maybe a quicker way would be to take some amino acids and any enzymes that are lacking or weak might uh, step up to the plate. Yeah, it's true. I mean, my screening test is a panel of essential amino acids from uh, from uh, Genova. It's the ion panel, and it has on there nutrient deficiencies, all kinds of them. And um, and you see them. I mean, there they are. There's 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 the the essential amino acid panel. And you're supposed to be in a certain range, and most of the people we test have have multiple numbers of them that are very low. And that just means their body function isn't going to be as good as it should be uh, because they're, uh, they're, it's a nutritional deficiency. Would giving the uh, general, you know, these powerful amino acids help with some of the things that you find on the other areas of the organic acid test, like uh, certain enzymes that are needed to make certain uh, conversions, et cetera, are low. Will it kind of uh, help all those as well, like the first good Oh, sure. Step? Oh, sure, because enzymes are proteins, and proteins are made of amino acids. So the whole Krebs cycle, the whole detox cycle, you know, the, all the liver systems which have to do with detoxification – what you see is that they're low in these these essential amino acids that are needed for those things to work. So you get a slow detoxifier who has a high environmental exposure, or you get someone who's got chronic fatigue, and they have, you know, the, the Krebs cycle enzymes are low, the mitochondrial enzymes are low, and they, and they, they can't do it because they don't have the, the sort of gears to make that system work. Um, and to you know, and to make sure they have enough mitochondria, so it's um, it's kind of like a you know, there's essential fats that are needed that you've got to take them in. Your body can't make them, and there's a, vitamins and minerals that you have to take them in that the body can't make them. And there's essential amino acids 
that you have to take them in because the body can't make them. And if you're not taking them in, you're going to be low. And uh, if you can't digest them, I mean, ideally, probably 150 years ago, you know, bodies and the planet weren't in such bad shape. And the food actually worked, and people's digestion worked, and they were able to nourish themselves with the food that they, that they eat. But nowadays, that is a real challenge, because the food is very adulterated, it's full of toxins, and, and, and so are our bodies. And so getting the right food in and digesting it is a major challenge. And I think it's one of the big reasons why there's so much chronic illness, because people are malnourished. Yeah, like in 1900, heart disease, cancer, autism, autoimmune disease were rare. Osteoporosis and diabetes were rare, or if not unheard of. So, yeah, things are getting worse. And I think the age of optimal health now is decreased to age 27. And I think over half the children have a chronic disease and, and another percentage have two. So what are the symptoms of protein malnourishment? It sounds like it could be anything under the sun. It could be. And I, I think for the people that are listening to this, that you should ask your doctor to run a panel, a blood panel on you that looks for fasting levels of amino acids. And then there's a, there's a very high chance you'll be low. And then one of the things that I do on every patient that I see is I put them on this. So the, the best product out there to replenish essential amino acids is called Perfect Amino. And it comes in tablets or it comes in a, powder, a couple of different flavored powders. And you can take this product and it will replenish your own amino acids. And it's sort of a, even if you're taking a drug that blocks stomach acid, or you have low levels of pancreatic enzymes, this stuff is pre-digested. So if you take it on an empty stomach, in 23 minutes, it will be in your bloodstream. And then these amino acids will go to your cells, and then you'll, your cells will start to make the stuff that they need so that they work properly and so that your health improves. And for Virtually everybody, I don't know anybody who, does, who shouldn't take them, uh, they don't interact with any medication. So if you have medications, you don't have to worry about it. Um, we find in, even in very sick people, like people who have advanced cancer, and they have trouble eating and they're malnourished, that within a couple of months, we're able to re-nourish them, replenish their enzymes. The whole immune system is based on proteins that are made out of amino acids. So these cytokines and leukotrienes and, and, you know, these are all super antibodies. These are all super important parts of your body, and they're made out of proteins. And if yours aren't adequate from your diet and you supplement with perfect amino, you can really get your body working again. And um, there's a website, bodyhealth.com, uh, we're the ones that manufacture this product. I mean, we have there's thousands of testimonials on there from, you know, Tour de France riders and housewives who are like, wow, this really made a difference for me. My energy's back, or my, you know, my stamina's back, or my sleep is better, uh, because it's such a critical nutrient for everyone. Now, if you take this supplement and you've got an excess of a particular amino acid, that doesn't cause a problem, does it? It just kind of goes out, you know, of the system? That's right. You just pee it out. There's no, no side effects to it. So they're water-soluble? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What are the causes of being malnourished in proteins? Well, I think some of it is poor dietary choices. You know, if you have a bagel and a cup of coffee for breakfast and you have a salad with not much protein for lunch, you're going to be protein malnourished, just not enough. Our bodies, you know, our bodies were raised on high-protein diets. You know, all our ancestors, the hunter-gatherers, a good part of their calories were proteins and fats. And, um, and today, probably people don't take enough protein in. Um, and then we have the whole problem with the gut and with digestion that, most people, I mean, 99% of the patients that I see 
have an abnormal gut. And it's the first thing that we work on to help them get stronger. It doesn't matter if they have cancer or Lyme disease or MS. You have to heal their gut. And if you don't get their gut healed, they'll never get better. So and what part is of the, the healing of the gut is to get... What are the symptoms you know, of a leaky gut? So how what's that? Know? Leaky gut is, you know, an inadequate membrane. It's a, it's, it's a damage to the membrane, which is made out of proteins, so that the leakage doesn't occur. And, you know... Uh, Roundup and glyphosate and almost all drugs uh, and chemicals and pesticides and, you know, mercury and fish. I mean, they cause leaky gut. They're poisoned. So you... You also mentioned in your book, I mean, that glow stomach acid, antibiotics, gluten, glyphosate, all pharmaceuticals, excess alcohol, even nightshade vegetables or dietary proteins can lead to a leaky gut. Any inflammatory food, even stress, even flying in an airplane can challenge a gut. We've all got leaky guts. So what I was asking you is what are the symptoms of a leaky gut? Well, it might be actually gut symptoms where the person has bloating, heartburn, constipation, diarrhea. But it also may be this whole gamut of autoimmune diseases. Like like you had mentioned earlier, if you have a leaky gut and you have proteins that are unfully, they're not fully digested, that then come across the membrane and the immune system makes reactions to these foreign proteins. A cow muscle is not a human protein. It's a cow protein. And if it gets into your system, your immune system will look at it and it will say, oh my gosh, this thing shouldn't be there and make an attack protein. But then it may make a mistake and think that your own proteins, they look enough like cow proteins that then your immune system starts attacking them. So you might have joint pain or brain fog or skin rashes or liver enzyme elevation because your immune system is attacking it. And the whole, all these autoimmune diseases are really, they, they come from someone that has a leaky gut. The other thing that can happen with a leaky gut is that you get bad bacteria or the cell walls of bad bacteria crossing into the system, and they're very inflammatory. So then they get inflammation. They can end up in your heart arteries and cause heart attacks or in your joints uh, or in your muscles and cause inflammation. So those are all symptoms that someone could be, um, could be having a leaky gut. Yeah, an example with gluten, for example, when the gluten is very hard to digest, so you get some undigested gluten in the blood, and as Dr. Minkoff says, you get antibodies against it. But through molecular mimicry, uh, our tissues are similar enough genetically that it goes after our balanced cells in the brain, the cerebellum, the thyroid, and the islet cells in the pancreas. So there's something actually called gluten ataxia, where you kind of wobble around, but eliminating gluten gets rid of it. Also, uh, you know, if if your body's attacking your islet cells, you can end up with an autoimmune diabetes, which is this new category called diabetes 1.5, which a lot of people might have. They look skinny. They don't look like they're insulin resistant, but whoa, they're on insulin within about five years. So this is very serious. Now, you mentioned in your book that we need essential acids to regenerate our gut every few days. So it's necessary. Are they sufficient? Well, what happens is in the high turnover tissues, so your gut membrane is a high turnover tissue. It's got to replenish itself because it's exposed to enzymes and acids and so forth, and it breaks down. Um, your blood cells are high turnover tissues. Your hair is a high turnover tissue. So these are tissues which have a high demand for amino acids because the things that those, that, that those cells manufacture are proteins. And if you're lacking essential amino acids, what happens is, is that instead of the gut turning over every, you know, three, four days, it may only be able to turn over every six or seven or ten days. Or you have a wound. You know, you get a cut. And that cut would turn into a, a high turnover tissue. The, the body has to grow 
you know, blood vessels and collagen and skin in order to heal it. Same with a broken bone or post-operative. But if you're, adequ- if you're inadequate in essential amino acids, then that whole process is slowed down because you don't have the essential amino acids to be able to, to, for the body to do it. And so that causes problems. You know, slow bone healing, slow wound healing, um, and, and, and a leaky gut when you shouldn't have one, or ulcers in the mouth or membrane, you know, in the various membranes. And when you have these abnormal barrier tissues like the gut and you can't digest, that might lead you to diarrhea, constipation, and then more nutritional deficiencies. So the thing sort of spirals in a kind of a catch-22 where you don't have one thing and then you don't have the other thing and then you can't do the next thing and then you can't do the next thing. And then the person ends up with a, with a, with a, real, a real situation. I'd like to highlight some of the things that you mentioned in your book. Some of the things that lead to protein malnourishment could be any stress, uh, medications, chemical stress, toxins. All these toxins are causing cellular injuries. Environmental pollutants, chemicals, pesticides, food, even EMF, cellular, you know, from a cell phone is disturbing intercellular communication, opening up the blood-brain barrier and the gut barrier, So heavy metals. So we need to, you know, avoid exposure to these and then try to do something to repair from them. So those, it sounds like there are many causes for protein malnourishment, the diet particularly. But anyway, so do high-protein diets solve this problem? Well, if you can digest the protein and absorb it, at least you keep a flow of the amino acids that you need to nourish your body coming in. Um, people on low-protein diets for sure have trouble because uh, everybody has the same challenge. Can you digest it? It's, it's, it's sort of, are you getting enough in your diet that if you could digest it and you could absorb it, then you'd have enough? And so at each step of this thing, there's a barrier. And so if you're eating high protein, it's fine as long as you can digest it and absorb it. If you can't, then like you said earlier, all this stuff ends up in your lower colon and you ferment it and, you know, you might have, you know, you, know, you might have trouble with, with that. So I think health is the right balance. It's the right number of the right protein and the right essential amino, you know, the essential amino acids and essential fats and vitamins and minerals and that we're trying to have a balance where for each person's body, they're getting enough so that they can keep their health. One of the experiments I have going on now is, you know, we we sort of said people need about 10 grams of amino acids at least once a day, plus three, three good meals or two good meals that have enough protein. But what we're finding is that because bodies are each different, some people need a lot more. And, you know, you, you have to sort of monitor people so you can figure out, like, you know, in, like in my body, I'm working out a lot. I'm doing a lot of high-level exercise training, swimming, biking, running, weightlifting, things like that, that my requirement for essential amino acids is probably higher than someone who's quite sedentary. So I might take 20 or 30 grams a day of essential amino acids, and if I do then my recovery is good and I hold my muscle mass and my stamina is good. Whereas if I take less, I don't quite recover fast enough. I'm sore for a couple of days. So when we work with someone, and, and most people can sort of figure this out on their own, is try taking 10 grams once a day, but then experiment. Maybe my body needs more. Try another 10 grams later. See if you do better with that. And Actually, we sometimes get complaints from, from people like like one lady wrote in and she said, you know, I'm really mad at you. I used to be able to go to the hairdresser every six to seven weeks. She said, my hair is growing so fast now that I've got to go every four weeks and it's costing me extra money. She said it, you know, sort of in jest. Um, but her body was needing more than she was giving it and it slowed her hair growth and she was worried about thinning hair. 
And, you know, by taking enough essential amino acids, but taking enough perfect amino, she's, her body's now, it's ramped up like it's doing these things. Um, I can tell myself on my own body by my, how often I have to cut my fingernails. Now, fingernails are, keratin is a protein. And if I'm getting enough, I've got to cut my nails about every five days, four to five days, or they get too long. And when I'm not taking enough, it's seven to eight days. So these are things that people can, you know, sort of play with on their own to see, you know, are they getting, are they getting adequate for what their body's needs are? And everybody's going to be a little bit different. Do we need a specific ratio of essential proteins? Well, you need a specific ratio of amino acids. It's interesting if you, if you, there have been studies done, uh, and it works like this. Carbohydrates, which would be like starches, you know, fruits and cakes and breads and things like that. So carbohydrates. And then the second category of foods are fats. So that's butter and olive oil and coconut oil and lard. Those are fats. And then the third category is amino acids. And the body has a requirement for each of those. Now, amino acids get made into proteins. And proteins are different than fats and carbohydrates. All of the three categories are made up of groups of carbons and hydrogens and oxygens. All of them have those. Proteins have nitrogen. And carbohydrates and fats don't have nitrogen. So amino acid, amino in Greek means uh, nitrogen. So these are nitrogen-containing compounds, amino acids, which make up proteins, which have nitrogen. Now, you can do a balance study on someone. You can say, I'm going to eat so many grams of nitrogen in the form of protein. So let's say if you took a scoop of whey protein, and it's 25 grams, it says 25 grams of protein per scoop, of that 25 grams of protein, of protein, 16% of it is nitrogen. So you could do a balance study. You could say, okay, I'm going to catalog my foods for a whole day, measure how much nitrogen I'm taking in in the form of protein. So if you eat a pear, there's no nitrogen in there virtually. If you eat a piece of bread, there's virtually there's very little nitrogen in there. The starches and the have very little nitrogen, but the proteins have a lot. So steak or fish or eggs, um, those have a lot of those have a lot of amino acids. They have a lot of protein, and they have um, and they have nitrogen. So if you did a balance study on someone, and let's just take whey protein, so if you had just fruits and vegetables all day long, virtually no nitrogen comes in your body. And you say, I'm going to have 100 grams of whey protein a day. That would be my whole protein requirement. That would mean that 16 grams of nitrogen got into your body via the uh, whey protein. And then you collect urine all day. Now, if the, if the protein that you took from the whey got digested into amino acids, and they were used to make your own body protein, then that nitrogen wouldn't come out in your urine. It would be in your body as structure, as enzymes, as protein. But if you couldn't use it, like the body couldn't use that portion of that protein or those amino acids, then you would pee out the excess nitrogen. And that's called urea. That's, it's, so you could do a balance study. And if you do a balance study with people eating whey protein, what you find is only about 16% of the proteins in whey are utilized by the body. It's kind of like this. You decide to go in the business of manufacturing a car, cars. And you need 
four basic things for a car. You need a chassis, like a frame. You need wheels. You need a motor, and you need steering wheels. Now, if the if the supplier sends me a hundred wheels and twenty five chassis and twenty five motors and only five steering wheels, and I have a lot that I can't store things on, like I I have no room to store the extra stuff, so I've got. I've only got five steering wheels. I can only make five cars. And I got an extra, you know, 80 wheels and 20 and and 20 um, chassis and 20 motors, and I have to get rid of them. And that's kind of what happens. You eat eight whey protein, only 16% of it's used. 84% of it's getting peed out. So, is it so that's a low-quality protein. That's not a very good protein. Meat is better than double that. So are fish. So are so, and eggs are like triple better than that. The plant proteins are very low. They don't. They're missing amino acids. They don't have the things that we actually need. There's too many chassis and too many wheels and not enough steering wheels in rice protein, in bean protein, in uh, pea protein. You know, all you can, and the, the worst one is actually collagen. Collagen is missing one of the eight essential amino acids, and so if you ate collagen by itself, you your body wouldn't be able to make protein out of it. It's missing tryptophan, which is an essential amino acid. So what you hear on the radio and advertisements is, oh, this is great, and I'm on a plant-based diet, and I'm taking the plant protein powders, the body doesn't actually make protein very well out of that stuff. It just so you would recommend right against you would recommend against protein powders. Well, they just you know if you did an egg protein powder, it's better than a whey protein powder or a plant based protein powder. They're just not very usable by the body. This isn't what our body needs. You know, your best food is real food, and of the real food for our bodies, the nourishment is best. I mean, we were, we were, our, our genetic history is that we were, we were omnivores. You know, we were eating what we could find. We were foraging. But a lot of the planet history is ice age. And there weren't fruits and vegetables, but there was fish and meat. And that's what people ate for, for, for millions and millions of years. And this whole trend now away from that is for most people not good for their health. But you got to eat good stuff if you're going to, you know, you got to find good meat and good, good fish and things like that. Okay. So it sounds like uh, collagen, which is supposed to help with, uh, you know, with our body and our bones and tendons and whatever, it's missing some essential amino acids, such as I think you mentioned in your book, isoleucine, threonine, and methionine. Well, the, the, the collagen, if you take collagen as, I mean, our bodies are, it's the, Collagen and hemoglobin are the biggest proteins in the whole body, so we need to make gobs of it. But if you eat collagen from a, you know, from a, a horse hoof or a, you know, a pig hoof or a, or um, or a rooster beaks, I mean, that's where they get this stuff. Feathers, that's where they get this stuff. Those that collagen does not have in it what we need. It's missing. Uh, it's it's low in tryptophan. It's like got no tryptophan. You can't. It won't nourish you. You not. You got to add. You got to have a mixture, which is exact. You know, which is the best for the body. And what so, while whey protein. What if you had milk what, with collagen that provided the tryptophan? Well, I mean, if you eat other things with it, you get some of the other stuff. So, I mean, you know, it 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 is better if you're having collagen that you have to have some other proteins with it, um, and and then and then your body can do something with it. But if you look at the thing in isolation, if you just look put like collagen powder in water and drank it, your body would be able to utilize very little of it. Uh, so the thing with perfect amino is that it's the exact ratio of the essential amino acids that the body needs to make protein. And so 99% of what you take in, your body will make protein out of it. 
And that's what we want. You want to be able to take something that will super nourish your body so that if it's got injuries around or it's been overused or if you need to rev up your detox pathways, your body can take this stuff and immediately, without having to digest it, turn it into like, yeah, give me more of that. I, that's, that, that, that will heal me. That will work for me. Is soy a good source of protein? No, it's terrible. It's about, you know, it's utilizable. It's, it's about 16, 16, 17%, somewhere in there. Okay, what and about- soy has a lot of other problems, you know, with estrogen. And, and uh, so I, I don't recommend people eat soy. Yeah, you mentioned in your book the content and various proteins. In breast milk, you mentioned 49%, you know, it's 40, whole eggs, 48%, meat, fish, fowl, 32%, soy, 17.5%, dairy, 16 to 84%. A lot of it's sugar, so it can be uh, stir up the insulin. Egg white, 17%, and spirulina, 6%. So various things have various amounts of whites are not a good source of proteins. Well, no, you need to eat the yolk. It comes together with the yolk. It's the most perfect protein short of breast milk. And the yolk needs to go with it because one of the essential amino acids, called methionine, is in the yolk, and it's not in the white very much. So, you know, this idea of, oh, don't eat your egg yolks because cholesterol, it's all been debunked. It's just a big lie. Eat your eggs, enjoy your eggs, and eat the yolks with it. Yeah, it's basically in nature. I mean, if you're going to take vitamins and supplements, it's best to take the whole foods because they're all in the proper amount. When you make vitamins and you take out some of the complementary things that are in the original food, it's going to get things off balance. We need to eat the complete, healthy, organic foods. Absolutely. Okay. Um, So can, can the proteins help with osteoporosis? Well, that's interesting too. You know, if you go, if you look in the in the magazines and in the newspapers, and it says, you know, or you look at the American Dairy Association, you everybody needs their milk. They need their calcium because if you take calcium, your bones will be stronger. And you can pour calcium on bones until the cows come home, and it won't make one bone stronger. It's it doesn't have it's not the problem. Bones are fifty percent protein. They're collagen. And if the collagen is there, then the mineral, can, like calcium and phosphorus, can stick to it. So in the old days when they made walls, when they made plaster walls, it was lath and plaster. The lath are frames that the plaster will stick to. If the frame's not there, the plaster, which is the, which is the calcium part, won't stick. So if you're amino acid deficient, if you're protein deficient, your bones, calcium won't help you. So if we give people essential amino acids, we give them perfect amino, and we give them the right kind of exercise to stimulate that their bones should harden and grow, the amino acids will be put into collagen And then the minerals, the calcium and phosphorus that they're getting from their whole food organic diet, exactly what you said, their bones will get stronger. We also need vitamin D, uh, I think K2. It's important there are hormones like thyroid, estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, B balance. We need vitamin B6 and magnesium. So these these various uh, parts, it's like an orchestra, which argues again for eating complete foods rather than going to supplement bottles. Yep. Yep. I agree with you. What about, and people need to do weight bearing exercise. I mean that the, you know, deadlifts and squats and the vibra the vibration plates are, are terrific for regrowing bones. What about saggy skin? I mean, we women all are concerned about that as we age. Well, skin is, protein. So if you're if you don't have enough, you're going to get you're going to sag. So eat your perfect amino. So then my skin will look young and youthful? Well, it'll be the best that you could genetically muster. 
that's yeah. all I can deal with. What about depression? Well, depression is a lack of uh, probably at least serotonin, maybe GABA, um, and they're neurotransmitters. And the neurotransmitters, we, we measure neurotransmitter levels on all our patients. And uh, when the tryptophan is low, so serotonin is made out of tryptophan, and when the tryptophan is low, the body can't make serotonin, and when it can't make serotonin, you have a depressed person. And what's so interesting is that the drugs, you know, the drugs that are supposed to raise serotonin, the Lexapro and Prozac and, and these drugs, they never raise serotonin. All they do is poison the nerve, and that works for a while. And some people, some people, it makes them, you know, go out and shoot people. But it, it, it doesn't fix the problem, which is a malnutrition problem. So if you start giving people perfect amino or extra tryptophan, you could raise their serotonin levels, and their depression will naturally re- resolve because it's not, you know, it, it is a deficiency. It is a serious neurotransmitter deficiency. And uh, you got to fix their gut, too, because most of the serotonin is made actually in the gut by the nerve cells. It's, it's divisions of the vagus nerve in the gut in combination with the right gut bacteria, serotonin gets made, and it gets transported to the brain, and then the person's not depressed. So you've got to fix their gut, fix their nutrition with essential amino acids, fix their gut bacteria so they got the right ones, and then the depression goes away. And uh, this is just one of the most interesting things is if you take a whole group of people and you put them on antibiotics for whatever reason, for a 10-day course, the amount of disturbance that they will get in their gut bacteria from the antibiotic is it somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20% of those patients will feel depressed because of the wreckage of the antibiotic on their gut bacteria. If they have a double round of antibiotics, up to 40% will feel depressed. So it's not that Sometimes people have infections and they need to take antibiotics, but hopefully the doctor then is working very hard to reconstitute the gut and the essential amino acids so that he doesn't now have a patient with another problem, which is they're depressed or they're anxious or they, you know, the, the other things that can follow. You also mentioned in your book you need magnesium, vitamin B6, you need stomach acid, so uh, acid blockers could... Uh, interfere with an optimal level of stomach acid that's needed. What about weight? We're all gaining weight as we get older, and I'd like to think of myself skinny as I used to be. Yeah, well, some of it's just we're poisoned. Some of it's inflammation. Some of it's overconsumption uh, of wrong foods. Um, one of the things that we found is that if we if we have people substitute their dietary proteins with perfect aminos. So say a chicken breast is 250 calories and a six-ounce steak is another 250 calories. So that's 500 calories a day with two good protein meals. If they substituted their protein meals with perfect aminos, so two scoops of perfect amino could substitute for the chicken breast or the steak. Two scoops of perfect amino only has four calories. So you save yourself 500 calories a day, and you actually get a better protein than the, than the chicken breast or the steak. So if you want to put someone on a diet where they can reduce drastically calories but still be well-nourished, that that works, that works very well. And so like one meal a day out- they eat... The, What's I'd also that? like to put out a word, if you just eat protein without the fat, eventually it's just going to raise your insulin as if you had a sugar high or sugar load. So it's important when you eat the meat, you eat the fat with it, and that makes it important that you eat organic because all the toxins, insecticides, antibiotics are stored in fat. So just eating yeah. a lot of meat can cause blood sugar problems. I've lost communication with the radio 
uh, expert, so we probably are running close to the end. So I want to make sure that you can make any final points you feel important, let people know how to get hold of you and how to get a hold of your product. Okay, great. So the the two websites where I'm easiest found are bodyhealth.com, bodyhealth, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. The book uh, is available on the website. Uh, there's actually a free download there so people can get it and read it. Um, we also make a lot of other nutritional products, which are very high quality, and there's hundreds of videos on there. So if you want to learn more about Perfect Amino and, and overall health, you can get it from that website. The other one is I have a, a private practice. It's called LifeWorks Wellness Center. L-I-F-E-W-O-R-K-S, wellnesscenter.com. We probably have one of the largest uh, integrative health clinics in the United States. We're in Clearwater, Florida. We specialize in chronic diseases. So if you've got cancer and you want an integrative approach or you have chronic Lyme or fatigue or Parkinson's or any kind of autoimmune disease, um, we are really the place to come to. We have a staff of 63 people, um, and uh, virtually every advanced technology needed to help these kind of people get better. So um, you can go to that website, LifeWorksWellnessCenter.com, and you can get information. And if you're interested in being a patient, um, you can inquire there. So um, that's the best. those are the best places to find me. Yeah, I found your book fascinating. It was hard to put down. I just found it fascinating. Uh, So I certainly want to get some of your product. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Information on what you can do to uh, stay on the path toward optimal wellness and amino acids and sufficient proteins, especially for people on vegetarian or vegan diets. It's essential. So, uh, you know, share this information, uh, discuss it with your doctor and get your doctor's advice or go to Dr. Minkoff. And above all, be well. Thank you for listening. Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to better health for you this week.